This is the best in paranormal programming. This is the Paranormal 60 News. Heidi Hiddly Ho, and welcome back to the show. I'm back from Ireland. I just had an amazing time while we were out there in Ireland. I'm going back uh, later on this year, October. I'm going back Scotland in September. There are still a few uh, open slots for Scotland. If you are interested in going to Haunted Scotland with me, your old pal Dave, then make sure that you uh, check out darknessevents.com. That's darknessevents.com. And it is going to be a good time, I guarantee you that. Not as good as tonight, though. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in the Paranormal News crew. Ladies and gentlemen, on location, on the bonny shores of Loch Ness, Mr. Greg Lawson. Hello, Greg. Hey, Dave. It's glad to uh, be here. Yep. It's Yeah, it's, it's glad, it's to, glad be here. to be here. It, yes. it rubs the lotion in. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, from the great state of Tejas, Mr. Eric Folsom. Eric, good to see you, buddy. It's real easy to just say good evening, Dave. Good, it's good. We are very evening today. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, wow. also from the great state of Texas, Jeez. we have Martin Viaz. Hi, Marty. How are you, buddy? Dave, how are you? Missed you. Uh, I'm glad to be the, there here. Uh, everywhere. <laughs> Words is so hard. Oh, we're Words starting off real rough already. Oh, so hard. Uh, he practiced yeah, oh, that my one. Goodness. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, not easy at all. Guys, let's get started with uh, one quick news piece to mention up front. Join me and Shane Pittman and a new special guest just added today in our Hell in the Cell Joliet State Prison Ghost Hunt coming up August 5th. August 6th, we have one-day and two-day VIP tickets available if you would like to join us. DarknessEvents.com. DarknessEvents.com. August 5th, August 6th, we are going to go to one of America's most haunted jails and prisons in the world. As a matter of fact, guys, I don't know if you know this, but they used to film um, Prison Break, and they filmed some 24, I guess, and, and a couple other shows there, and the cast and crew never wanted to be there past dark because so many weird things happened. I believe you. Weird things. Yeah, Shane and I will be there. So, And we do have a special guest. I'll mention it here. Chris Fleming is also going to join us. So medium Chris Fleming, Shane Pittman, myself, all going to be on hand. So I hope you guys will come out and join us. But let's talk about this. Uh, gentlemen, we had a chance to go to Scotland. Gosh, how many years ago was that now? Five? Seven? Six, seven? I, I think it's seven. It's yeah, seven, eight years ago. Time. Yeah. And while we were there, we visited one of... Scotland's most haunted location, or uh, not Scotland, Ireland. I'm sorry, that's what Thank I've been meaning you. to say. Uh, Ireland was seven. We were trying years to ago. go with you. We were trying to go. Yeah, with you, but... this is Lep Castle, uh, is. Leap Castle, Lep Castle, and this was um, this is a beautiful uh, castle that uh, the remnants of it. Uh, Sean and his wife 
own this place. They live there. They take care of it. It's an amazing location. Lots of weird stuff. And when we were there all those years ago, Greg, um, who was it? Was it, was, was our, which one of our friends caught this photograph? I want to show this. Uh, Tammy Cote or Tammy Cote. Tammy Cote. So as we were taking a picture, you can see above the door is this long window and captured in this image, you see what looks to be like a vicar standing in the window looking out. Now, I had a chance to actually show this picture this time to uh, Sean, the owner, and he was not surprised. He said that they've seen this priestly-like character there before, guys. Um, for those of you that are having a hard time seeing it, I'll enlarge it a little bit, but you can see him standing there looking out the window. Now, I actually went there, tried to take pictures from multiple angles to recreate this. It was same kind of lighting, everything going on. Greg, I could not replicate this. I think the paranormal detective would have been proud of me because we could not replicate this photograph from any angle I took it at. I don't, I don't doubt it. You know, we spent a lot of time up there. We, I spent a lot of time in that hallway that leads right up to mm -hmm. that window. There's nothing back there uh, that would do that. And if anything, right. it was outside, but there's, there's no like other buildings or reflection or trees right. or anything like that. Well, that, there are that, trees. You can see the leaves from the trees, right. but I was trying to change but not angles. In that angle, not at that angle. Right. And none of them would look anything remotely like this. So yeah. that was pretty cool. And I shared that with our team while we were there, but guys, we just caught something I think is even cooler. So during our private investigation of Lep Castle, we went up to the bloody chapel. And do you remember the story of the bloody chapel, uh, Greg? Oh yeah, yeah. Teague okay, and, why don't you uh, and Thaddeus? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell tell the crew a little bit about that? Okay, so um, uh, uh, there was a change of guard. Uh, the the chieftain died, and so you had the oldest brother and a bunch of other siblings, and then the youngest brother. The oldest brother being the person that would naturally take over the the clan. The youngest brother being naturally the priest, and so. Uh, he was actually, the, the youngest brother was actually waiting in the chapel with the rest of the family for his eldest brother to come in, who was taking over his chieftain. Uh, and he, I don't think they really got along too good together. And uh, the, the younger brother, the priest, kind of had an agenda and he, he had the ear of his family and, and the people that would come. And so he decided to go ahead and go with mass. And as soon as that happened, eldest brother came in walked up to the, uh, the, the altar there and killed him right on the altar. So because that, he was humiliated that they would dare start mass without him. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't yeah. that actually just a scene from game of Thrones? Now you're thinking of the bloody, or the bloody wedding. I okay. Think. I just want to make yeah. sure you weren't. Yeah. yeah don't confuse it with the bloody wait, wedding. Come on, Eric. Wasn't that an episode no, 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 of no, Dynasty? The red, the red wedding. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> what, what, wasn't the bloody wedding a, a scene from Dynasty? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that big right. series where like I'm everybody got already. gunned down? On oh, yeah. Dynasty. It's that, true. Very strange. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, look at this, guys. Shot, so we're up in the... shot Glenn Levitt? Right. Yeah, okay, we're so. up in the bloody chapel. It is daylight. You can actually see light. Now, I got to tell you this too, guys. This was very weird. Guess what time sunset was most nights? I'm going to say like 10 o'clock. Okay. Marty? I want to say 10.05, and we're using uh, prices Right rules here. All right, I'll go. I'll go with nine, going over nine thirty-six. It was <clears throat> almost ten fifty-five at night. Wow, before the I sunset. won. I yeah. won eleven o'clock. That's 
bonkers. So it's light. We're in the bloody chapel. We're kind of doing some EVP work with a spirit box and such. And one of the girls, Tracy, uh, captured this photograph. So you see us standing there and you see this black amorphous figure standing in the middle. So that's the image. Now I enlarged it so you could see it. And you can actually, if you see the picture, you can actually see what looked to be feet. And this thing is in a, in a dark cloak. I showed this to Sean again. He was not surprised. Um, I am in motion. So that's why my one leg is kind of kicked up as I'm walking. So it's not there. So people could say, well, there is motion in this, but there was nobody wearing all black and nobody had a cloak over their head. This thing was there in the chapel with us, and you she know, caught they, it real time. That it almost looks like it's crouching over, doesn't it? Like like his shoulders, and then you can see kind of a head bending over. Right, Did like any... like maybe it's in repose, like like a monk or a priest right, reading right. up there. Or yeah, it could be the entity too. There's the yeah. entity there. Did, yeah. did anybody feel anything in the room, Dave? Well, we were getting a couple of weird EVP and and some. Um, some words popping up through the spirit box, but we never got any kind of heavy feeling. Maybe it's again, because we were in a well-lit room, as you can see sunlight, this again, this is, do you see the amount of sun coming in through that window? That's about nine 30 at night. Hmm. So we were getting a lot of light in there. Beautiful, but we, we caught that. So I was very excited. I wanted to share that with you guys before we went off on our uh, tangent tonight and, awesome. and got started. So yeah. she was just taking photographs inside. Like we all do when we're there. Was right. that on an iPhone? Um, I I believe, I believe it was on her uh, Droid because we've been having a conversation back and forth. Here's the weird thing: her phone crapped out. She lost every photograph now. So luckily, she had shared those photographs with us, and I was able to grab it from Facebook when she had shared it in our group messaging during the trip. Um, that's so odd. we were able to, you know, all of us on the trip, there were 25 of us. We sh- we've been sharing our pictures. So she was able to recapture a lot of the memories she lost, but it was, it was a beautiful time. Amazing trip. A lot of cool stuff we got to see. Uh, you know, we didn't hit up any of the, the distilleries on this trip. So Eric, what? you dodged a bullet. Well, you know, people were really into, let's hit the paranormal up. Um, and I will tell you these new trips that we're doing, these are, are extremely high quality hotels. Uh, nice meals we're going to. We we ate at one place that is a well-known bar pub, and it's also a funeral home. I was a little worried about eating the meat that day. I'm going to be honest with you. They, they don't right. so I can there. see how you can feel that way. Yeah, you got a couple yeah. of those in Texas down here. Do yeah. Wow, yeah. very strange. Yeah. It is. Very could you strange. see the different? Uh, could like you see the funeral home from the bar? No, they, they deal with that in a different part, but like they were having the reception for the funeral, but I guess this, this has been in their family for eight or nine generations. Wow. It's very well known. Very cool. It was, uh, it was definitely, it was something unique. That's for sure. Well, you know, Hey, when Uh, I was uh, in Korea, I drank beer that had formaldehyde in it. That's right. Yeah. You remember that, Greg? Sam Sam Miguel. Yeah. OB, not OB beer. Yeah. Yeah. OB. Yeah, good they stuff. Not like the military over there, or what? Uh, it's just uh, it's just the way it is. Life a little bit. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'll give you one more look. From... That's that's the image. Um, did, did she notice it as soon as she took it, or was it later that she went back? Yeah, and yeah. I guess they noticed it right. She noticed something. She noticed it and brought it up to us on the bus and showed it to everybody. Wow. So pretty cool. Um, 
yeah, it, just great foreign adventures we've got coming up. Uh, Scotland, like I said, September, we still have some slots open. Ireland in October, completely sold out. As a matter of fact, we're oversold on that. And then our next big trip is Egypt in February 2023. It is the 100th anniversary of the finding of King Tut's tomb. And we are going to be investigating two, two, two of the Great Pyramids and we are doing a seance inside Howard Carter's home, the man responsible nice. yeah. for the finding of King Tut's tomb. So you this is going to be amazing. Is quality. This you is yeah. quality, Mr. Schrader. <laughs> I don't brag, but I'm a pretty big deal. That's quite mm. a humble brag you have there. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty. I'm a pretty big, uh, pretty, pr pretty big deal. Now, for those of you that are listening to the audio of this and wish you could see these photographs, well then just pop on over to the Paranormal 60 YouTube channel and check out the newest episode. And you just watch the first five minutes, you'll see those photographs. You can catch up with us that way. Let's get started. We've got a lot of news to cover tonight. We're already 13 minutes in. A study. Uh-oh. I love oh, this. Here we go. <laughs> it just starts off, right? A study finds that people who believe in astrology are less intelligent and more narcissistic. Wow. While mm. astrology might be on the rise. <laughs> yeah, right. While astrology might be on the rise amongst Gen Z and millennials, researchers say that people who believe in star signs are are just less intelligent and much more narcissistic. We all know that one person that uses their astrology sign as a scapegoat for terrible behavior, but a study published in Personality and Individual Differences says there's a reason behind this. The study of the planets and moons correlating with our personality is due to higher levels of narcissism, not, not to mention a lower IQ. The team of scientists at Lund University in Sweden, so that's where you send the hate mail, folks, Lund University in Sweden cultivated 264 responses from an online questionnaire where they observed narcissism and intelligence through a series of assessments. The main result showed that the higher the narcissism, Perhaps surprisingly, the higher the belief in astrology, the team wrote. The positive association is possibly due to the self-centered worldview uniting them, though this might be examined in further research. They also added that the higher the level of intelligence, the lower the level of belief in astrology. So if you're a believer in astrology, <laughs> not, not among, we not just among the brightest people. of our audience right there. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, well, they, that's not our, hey, I'm just reporting it. I'm not okay. the one saying that this is my belief. Wow. Uh, each individual who participated in the research <laughs> underwent the belief in astrology inventory known as the IPIP30. <laughs> right there. Oh, I want to party with these uh, people. Personality yeah. scale and the short dark triad of personality, which is the SD3 narcissism assessment, according to Psychology Today. Intelligence was measured by four three-dimensional rotation items, uh, measuring visual spatial reasoning derived from the International Cognitive Ability Resource. Scientists concluded that a strong belief in horoscopes lacked the ability of critical thinking and that it could lead to believing in other pseudosciences. They wrote, though embracing astrology might seem innocent, it's nonetheless possible that it facilitates uncritical thinking and favors biases. Further belief in astrology correlates with belief in multiple other pseudosciences as well as with belief in conspiracy theories, which indicates that it might not be all that harmless. 
They also expressed that the more uh, individuals try to highlight their uniqueness, the more it could lead to more egocentric view of the world with the potential of a generation of growing narcissists looming. I find that interesting because it's like they're putting people down that want to feel special, yet we're giving participation ribbons to everybody because everybody's special. So we're breeding yeah. a hostile yeah. breeding ground of narcissists by giving them awards for everything wayne's exactly asking was that yeah wayne's asking if that's a family photo whose family <laughs> it is of greg's but oh, yeah. uh we, we had to dig deep what for it what hell? that wasn't so, it you know well, dave you know i know you put a oh. lot a lot of time into that story and a lot of research <laughs> but it was just so hard to hear what you were saying with that picture of that family uh viewed i guess going i thought on. it was just I thought it was just hard for you to hear a guy that can read an entire story without stumbling. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, oh man. Well, damn. oh, stop it. You know, I'm a narcissist who believes in astrology. Speaking yeah. of astrology, our hey. good friend, comedian, uh, Karen Ronkowski did a video this week. And again, folks, she's a comedian who does tarot reading and other things, but she made uh, an interesting video on how to be an astrologer. Let's take a look. First of all, try and look odd. This shows that you have access to other dimensions and places that people that look nice can't go. You want your look to be timeless, as in uh, you just got up and you don't know what time it is. Say a lot of things that mean two different things, like it's good to stay grounded when you're flying to the stars. Sometimes I think clouds are following me. When doing these live, I like to go into the crowd and put a cheerio on someone's head and say, you've been chosen, wait for the spaceship. Be sure and say a lot of things that people won't understand, like Saturn is now conjunct on the square corner of the dimension of Uranus. And you know what that means. It means we're all gonna be full of snappers. Remember to tell people things like the future is coming. I think my ficus plant is an Aries. I love it. Paranormal oh, Karen. Uh, <laughs> we do have a link up for her. You can follow. She does a lot of great videos. She mm. is a paranormal investigator. She loves astrology. She has a lot of astrological friends. I feel like I'm like, oh, no, I've got a black friend. It's okay if I make those jokes. She actually is. Uh, well, that's what she said. Well, if you're going to play that, you know, make sure people realize I have friends that are astrologers. I said, <laughs> yeah. it just, it, it's just like that. Oh, no, I could crack jokes about blacks and Jews because uh, I've got friends, right? It's uh but it's funny. She's she's good-hearted, sweetheart. She does tarot readings and comedy. So if you get a chance, check out Paranormal Karen uh, on the link below. All right. Does she do uh, conferences, believe... Dave? Yes, she does. She's been oh, in a couple cool. of the different paranormal conferences. Wow. Wow. So let's let's jump back in, shall we? Because it is time for more information on astrology. Eric, you are up. Well, this story is creepy. Uh, mm. As a person who loves analytics and data. Um, Wait till you get a load of this. Here we go. Astrology has a creepy, accurate explanation for serial killers. Wait Ooh. till the punchline at the end, folks. Okay. You know, the FBI has an entire team dedicated to psychologically profiling murderers. Well, mm -hmm. maybe they should just use astrology instead. It's cheaper and bizarrely on point. In the Zodiac, the 12 signs is regrouped by something called modality. Each sign is either a fixed sign mutable sign or cardinal sign and each of these modalities has a different set of personality traits that go along with it and it turns out a sign's modality has a little something to do 
with murder. Dun, dun, Gemini. Dun. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gemini, mm-hmm. Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces are known as the mutable signs, meaning their signs fall at the end of a season. For example, Gemini at the end of spring, Virgo at the end of summer, Sagittarius at the end of fall, and Pisces at the end of winter. Back in 2008, a Dutch statistician named Dr. Jan Roos looked at the birth charts of almost 300 serial killers and found that serial killers are frequently born when celestial factors are immutable signs. Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. So, what are the traits of these mutable signs? Well, they're known to be adaptable and frantically indecisive. Sounds like a serial killer. They're Mm -hmm. like chameleons experiencing episodic and frequent change throughout their lives. Combine that with these signs, energies, and personalities, and you got a recipe for people living double lives. Mm. So, let me give you a few examples here. Gemini's. Please do. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 wow. You guys are on it tonight. Well, Gemini's yeah. mm-hmm. are symbolized by twins, Basil, and known for having multiple sides or per- hidden personalities, a charming outer persona, and a darker, disturbed inner one. Are, are any of you guys Gemini's? Are any of you Gemini's? I am not. Negative. Okay, we're safe. Greg? If you, if you are, put it in the chat because at the end I'll give you the uh, what that means. Dakota Greg. ring. All right. Greg, are you a Gemini? <laughs> I am not. I'm a Pisces. Okay, good. Oh. Mm. All right. Yeah, we'll go to you last. And, it, and it's always, it always makes sense. It's making All sense. All right. Virgos are meticulous and systematic. They live for mm-hmm. patterns and routine. Serial killers tend to commit acts that follow a characteristic, predictable behavior pattern. Also, Virgos, Virgos are good at cleaning Virgers. up after Virgers. Virgers. I like some I fries with my Virgers. That, that was not me not knowing how to read. That was me just drinking. That's very oh, different. Wow. Nice. Virgos nice. are good at cleaning up after themselves. I, I, do, do serial killers clean up after themselves? Some Sometimes. of them are very some good. Dexter do. does. Yeah, Dexter. He's not a serial killer. Yeah. He's a friend. Yeah. Sagittarius's are charismatic and thrive on adventure. It makes That's sense me. that I'm, Rose I'm a Sagittarius. Se- are you? Okay. Sagittarius's? Sagittarius's. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's written. Uh, it mm-hmm. makes sense that thrill-seeking sags, as I like to call them, might be more <laughs> likely to take a chance on going through with a heinous, with an H, act. They're impulsive and spontaneous and don't always think things through. Just remember and finally, that, finally, we have... Mm-hmm. We have Greg and his Pisces, oh, who are mm-hmm. empathetic, but oh, that yeah. empathy could backfire. Hence, mm. they have the ability to feel collective pain, but then they can get overwhelmed and turn way inward as a coping mechanism. I feel very bad for you, but only you can Correct. be mine. That's right. So, oh, well, that's anybody that knows deep. anything about serial killers knows the famous mm-hmm. ones. So I'm going to read off some mm-hmm. of the famous ones. Okay. Ready? Ted Bundy, Sagittarius. Jeffrey yep. oh, Dahmer, Gemini. Yeah. Mm. John Wayne Gacy, a Greg Lawson Pisces. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Andrew Cunanan. I'm not sure he's a serial killer. Wasn't he the one that killed uh, the famous designer? And yeah, uh, but he killed like a couple of different people oh, on his way to killing Versace. Yeah. yeah. That's a serial right there, buddy. Versace. Yeah. He's a Virgo. Yeah. Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, is a Gemini. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, another friend of the Lawson's Pisces. The Boston mm. Strangler, Albert DeSalvo, Virgo. 
uh, Randy Kraft Pisces, Larry Eiler Sagittarius, and the Bind Torture Kill is a Pisces. Dennis Rader. Yeah. yeah Dennis Rader. So you think we just listed off 15 names and they all fall into one of those four modalities. All right. So wait now. Uh, so are any of us Virgos? No. Any of us Geminis? Nope. Nope. Uh, so who uh, I'm, Pisces. I'm the Sagittarius. Oh, you're a Pisces. <laughs> I love oh, that. Greg, he <laughs> threw you. He threw <laughs> you under the bus. bus. As he was driving the bus. Knowing so the Colonel, the Colonel's the only one that's safe amongst us. Yep. I'm a Leo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And Leo, wow. Leo, you know what they say? If you believe that though. Oh, part of the, part of the family tree. I'm not sure if that guy has abs or ribs. I'm not sure which that is. <laughs> little, little what is He's got splinters. I know that. Is, yeah. there, is there any story behind that picture? There, I don't think we should write one. There, I think our mind plays it its own self. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's a beautiful shot right there. So, all right, Colonel. Where are we going to start first? Well, Dave, Oak Ridge National Labs is trying to open a door to the parallel universe. Scientists at Oak Ridge National Labs are trying to discover a parallel universe. Now, after several years of searching, they have revealed what they found so far. Yep. The team of scientists have been searching for evidence of a right-handed version of our left-handed universe. Specifically, scientists said they are looking for a mirror neutron by sending neutrons, one of the particles that makes up atoms, into a tube with a blocked end, then seeing if any make it to the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a blocked yeah. tube? Block, yeah. Yeah, they got to get that checked out. Um, let's see here. Oak Ridge National Lab researchers are comparing... <laughs> Don't, take the colonel off. Don't take the colonel off task. He was doing yeah, so well. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did I do that time? You just lost your way, but you're back. Yeah, you're back, I'm back. All right. Okay. So mm -hmm. they're looking at they're looking at comparing standby one. You guys <laughs> threw me off. These researchers, these glad researchers we practiced. are comparing. Yeah. Listen, I practice. Researchers are comparing what Not they're bad. looking for to Stranger Things upside down. Oh. So the question I get is the most is: Were we successful in opening the portal? And unfortunately, no, we did not find any evidence of parallel universes or new interactions with the neutron and the dark sector, scientist Lee Brossard said. The search isn't over, however. Scientists said they have more sensitive experiments planned, so we may learn more in the years to come. Here's, a, here's an actual photograph of one of the new experiments. I know, yeah. <laughs> the man is sitting on a stack of neutrons right now. And he's a pile of wood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who wouldn't have a pile of wood with those two hotties around? Oh, yeah. I hear what you're hey, saying there. Hey, Thank hey, you. Hey, it's after hey, 10 o'clock. You can say that. Well, that's right. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's getting late, and uh, it's time to to take things overseas. We are looking at the uh, the Loch of uh, Loch Ness. Yeah, there it is. Look at that's him. We right. sent him all the way out there. Uh, I don't know how he's plugged in, but he is, and oh, yeah. he is here to report for us. His next story. All right, Greg, um, where are we off to? It's what, I, I 2 a.m. out there, Greg? I got a sat phone. Yeah, it's, it's it, man, the sun's still up, and I don't know. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So anyway. All right, so let's talk about Loch Ness. Loch Ness Monster may live in Stranger Things-style parallel universe, just like Have a drink, said. everybody. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. That's a pretty damn good picture. I wonder why I've never seen that one. Usually you see that one that they're That's like a good one. eight miles away. Yeah. 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 No, this yeah. is what he looks like up close. He was out sunbathing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The search for Loch Ness monster has gone on for decades with the true identity of the legendary beast as much a mystery as how it came to live in the lock. One expert claims it could spend most of its time hiding in a parallel universe like the hit show Stranger Things. Y'all see a uh, kind of a, a theme going here? Mm-hmm, All right. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you say so, the creature has captivated the imaginations of the general public ever since the most famous early sighting in May 1933 when the Inverness Courier reported a local couple seeing an enormous animal rolling and plunging on the surface. That would be the surface of the lock, right? But as of yet, lock, as of yet, despite numerous theories being put forward, no one has Mm -hmm. been able to prove the monster exists. Now, one paranormal investigator thinks he knows there hasn't been an actual, any evidence found of the beast and it involves a Netflix nostalgic hit, Stranger Things. The gang of heroes face off against creatures from a pocket universe known as the Upside Down. And Ron Halliday believes... (laughs) (laughs) Ron Ron Halliday (laughs) believes this could be a clue as to where Nessie disappears. He says, scientists have suggested that there could be other universes. And somehow our world interacts with these worlds through portals. With the Loch Ness Monster, people could be seeing a dinosaur that existed in the past. They may see something that looks solid, but isn't actually in our universe. That can spread across whole ranges of things, such as UFO sightings. Ron, 72, thinks our legend could be akin to that of the Duffer Brothers and Dungeons and Dragons creatures such as the Demogorgon and Demidogs. He added, some people are more psychic than others. They can pick up these experiences while others may not. It's possible that they walk into these portals without realizing it, and then they can see these things. Sure. Yeah. They are having genuine experiences. In a way, this is speculation, of course. But in my mind, it does provide an explanation to a whole range of paranormal phenomena. This theory differs from one that surfaced a few years ago, which is in 2007, a report gained notoriety after it suggested that the giant beast could actually just be a huge frog. Yeah. Come on. Did they say that picture that you just put up? That's not a huge frog. That's That's what they said. Look at yep. there. Yeah. And was that was was that the Russian Kermit the Frog? I just heard <laughs> that's what I said. He's in that part of the world. That was your like, yeah. and, and, Man, it's 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 balmy here. Uh, <laughs> I see that sweat coming forehead. off the lock. Yeah. 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 In, 2000, in 2005, a team yes. from the United States based C Trepid Incorporated performed a full deep water scan of the loch and in hopes of finding the mysterious Nessie. But all they found was a frog living at an astonishing 325 feet deep in the water. So that's it from uh, Loch Ness, folks. Uh, Thanks a lot. 
Well, we're not done with you yet. Let's oh, look at this. Okay. Now, I have two pieces of evidence to share. This one showed up when we were doing some research looking for this. I have not seen this footage before, but this is pretty compelling. And it's not a joke, guys. Look at this and let me know what you thought. thoughts are. Can you see that as yeah. it's coming up? Yeah. yeah. That, that looks crazy. very much like a plesiosaur. There oh, it is yeah. again. It's coming up. They do it three times here. Each one a little slower. You can see it. Look at him go. Right. And then here it is. Here it is a little bit closer. As you can see him coming up to the top. Look at that. That is wow. crazy right there. Well, yeah. No oh, that is wow. one big ass. You can yeah. see legs. Yeah. yeah really you, you can yeah. see. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great piece of footage. But, gentlemen, and I use that term very loosely. Oh, wow. You remember when we were in Scotland, I don't know why there's even a debate about the fact of does Nessie exist when we have got evidence like I this. Remember. Yeah. Oh, huh? my God. Look, look at, at that. I mean, for yeah. God's sakes, the, I wrangled the, him. Look at the neck on that thing. That yeah. That. One enormous yeah. cut. Uh, why don't you ever investigator see... investigator? Thank you. That, yeah, that would have been yeah. better if that was a pile of wood. Could yeah. you put a pile yeah. of wood yeah. under yeah. you? That would be wonderful. Yeah. 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 There you yeah. go. I start, I'm starting to see the relationship here. Yeah. Can you yeah. look at that? Mm -hmm. There's, there's one, there's another, there's how, one. How did you get him out one. of the water? I, you know, uh, I, if I'm going to be honest with you, Twinkies, it, I just, yeah, you remember yeah, that I, Greg was I, there. I was just like, and uh, shaking oh, yeah. a Twinkie. And look, at he's and... looking back with affection and love for you yeah. there, Dave. Yes. Hey, 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 Dave Schrader, how are you? <laughs> Big fan of the yeah. show. Yeah. Exactly. Why did the Nessie cross the road? Look uh -oh. at that. Go back to uh -oh. that. Uh, we're getting there. Uh -oh. I don't know. We're going Why? there. Everybody. Why? Well, I don't know. There's a picture of you crossing the road with Nessie, so I just that thought I'd tell you. We were heading back to the water. We're going for a dip. Look at the size of this. Speaking Ice of a dip, ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, Greg take off from Loch Ness. Oh, and, and, you know, uh, he's he's no no he's jet setting to his next location. Yeah, but you'll find out. Just be patient. Be patient. Why is it back just to make sure he got there too? Why mm -hmm. is it that he gets all the travel dollars for this show? He is military and law enforcement, so he can write it all off. Okay, you know it's just our taxpayer money. At, at, uh, at player. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of taxpayer money, let's get started, Eric. Where are we going with you, sir? Uh, we are going actually to discover wild America. Mm -hmm. Follow Bigfoot's mythical steps. Mm. That's not Bigfoot. No, but you There's see his big feet behind steps him. behind it, though. Yeah, uh, that's right. Those. Good eye, Marty. Here we go. Rather mythical. He's the colonel. Yeah. To skeptics, Bigfoot sightings in North American forests are evidence of a collective illusion mm -hmm. to cryptozoologists people who search for mythical creatures including scotland's loch ness monster and latin's america's my favorite chupacabra they represent a nearly universal desire to understand the unknown whether people believe in the beasts or not trying to track them down or going bigfooting as those of us in the industry call it offers an ex excellent opportunity to explore america's off the beaten path places i've looked for sasquatches in 46 states and five continents says Cliff Barackman here on the uh, screen, a Bigfoot investigator and the owner of the North American Bigfoot Center. The Sierra Nevada, the tundra of Alaska, the craggy river bottoms of South Dakota, Sasquatches live in wonderful wild areas. Mm. Although investigators have yet to prove Bigfoot's existence, organizations such as the Bigfoot 
field researchers organization compile and map alleged Bigfoot sightings, investigating each report and labeling it based on Yeah, let's all have a drink as you lobble on with this story. Lobble on, sir. I'd like to try to say that I do that intentionally so all of you can take a break and drink. Sadly, mm -hmm. that was not intentional. <laughs> not intentional. That at all. was not no. the case. Now let's see if you can find your spot in the story again. Listen, I'm not like the colonel. I don't uh, get lost. I got this, buddy. All now, right. Where was I? Hold on. Where was I? Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Hey, right. he's supposed to be gone. Cut him off again. The guy in the yeah, that guy below. He's, I can't he's help it. He makes, it. he makes his way around the world. Nexus Their portals. research often serves as a guide, bringing travelers to regions far less traveled. Mm -hmm. From the forests mm -hmm. of the Pacific Northwest to the remote pine flatwoods in central Florida, destinations where an elusive ape-like creature has reportedly been spotted are emblematic, that's a big word, emblematic. of diversity and breadth of America's beautiful places. Here's why searching for Bigfoot is one of the best ways to get to know the lesser explored regions of the U.S. Mm -hmm. and how travelers could play a key role in preserving their love. I'm sorry, their lore. Oh, sip, everybody. Wow. Yeah. No, they you, could have been in love too. Come on, listen, now. give them a break. When this show is over and everybody's feeling frisky because of my mess ups, you just remember that. Yes, yeah. That's thank right. him. You can thank uh, him the, later. Eric the impregnator. <laughs> <laughs> Please, somebody make a shirt. Yes, I will. All right. <laughs> not you. Not you. All right. Uh, Searching for Bigfoot allows adventurers to connect with something bigger than themselves and believe there is still something magical and unknown about America's wild spaces. Bigfoot preserves some of the wonder of childhood and some of the magic of the 18th and 19th centuries of exploration, says Peter Dendel, a professor of folklore. I would love to be one of those at Penn State Monalto. Before the 19th century, Oh, look at that. That's look a good photo. Oh, man. Yeah, for those of you listening, you're missing out on a heck of a photo here. You have here. got to watch this. Before the 19th century, when stories about the mysterious ape man began circulating in the American West, a rich oral tradition of Sasquatch stories among indigenous communities tells of a nearly supernatural being lurking in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is getting serious play tonight. Yes, he is. In oh, some God. legends, Sasquatch is an object of fear. At yeah. other times, a benevolent force. But the stories are always reverential. Another oh, enormous man. word. Wow. I would have messed that up four ways to say <laughs> I think that. we should all have a drink because the, the colonel would have messed that up. <laughs> oh, fine. All right. Which is reverential right. by drinking to him. I like that. Yes. Uh -huh. Thank you. Bigfoot stories at their core offer a pathway towards a paradigm shift in our relationship with the natural world. Hey. In both childhood and earlier centuries, humans tended to operate under the belief that the natural world was infinitely vast. Part of that belief absolves us of any responsibility to act as a responsible steward of the land. True. Spending mm -hmm. time in the woods connects you with something you forgot you had a connection to. We can vote to save public land, finding a balance between the needs of society and the needs of the wildlife. And by doing that, we'll accidentally help ourselves. Oh, that's like great, Eric. That was a good one. That was yeah, good, right? A, good a lot of big words. Messed up the four-letter word, lore versus love. No, no but you really meant love. You really went meant throwing love out to well, Let's throw like a little love audience. out right now. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, 
or just show up for a friend. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get better help. Visit betterhelp.com p60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better help h e l p dot com slash p sixty it's time to take control of your life dave's here rooting you on and if i can do this you can do this let's do this together betterhelp dot com slash p sixty there's a link for it on today's program guide. Ow. I'm Cliff Berrickman, and I've found Bigfoot and beyond at the Oregon Bigfoot Festival and beyond at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds. Meet me and other cryptozoology experts like Jason Hawes of Ghost Hunters, psychic medium Sarah Lemos, Travel Channel's David Schrader, and more. Don't miss this one-day event, the Oregon Bigfoot Festival and beyond at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds. Get tickets today. Oregon Bigfoot Festival, come on, come on. I did not put together earlier commercials. That was the same guy. It is. I I, got to admit, I like the earlier commercial better. I do yeah, too, but you know what? We're, we're getting closer. I just wanted to make a mention. Also, New Jersey Para Unity Conference is coming up in a few weeks. Again, all these great events are at darknessevents.com. Darknessevents.com. Wait, guys, did you hear that? It's time now for Paratunes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you got all me right, on that we got one, a, Dave. Yeah, we got a brand new Paratune coming out. Back from the Dead by Lily E. Gray. Right, 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 you know what you have to do Right, 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 
Again, what's, a, what's the deal with you and your pronouns, man? man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's straight, yo. Come mm. on. So, it could be anybody. E. Gray, I, I looked it up while the song was going. I thought it was a great song. Yes. And so uh -huh. Lily E. Gray is a gravestone in Salt Lake City. And That's on the right. gravestone, oh, you know this? Dave and I've been there. Cheers, Dave. True. Been to the really? Yep. Yep. Come on, Eric. Together. You you, ha you haven't been to the grave stuff. Come on, the, finish the finish the story. Yeah, yeah. The uninformed. So I've got a picture of the gravestone here. It says Lily E. Gray, June sixth, eighteen eighty one, November fourteenth, nineteen fifty eight, victim of the beast six six six. That's right. What? Yep. Yeah. It's what a very famous headstone. Greg and what I went out on a on a mandate to find it. No, we sure did. Ooh. Yep, we found it too. Yeah. Yeah, we and did. there was and there were several other people walking around the graveyard looking for the same thing. And I know where you out, got that picture from. That's right. Here's the story behind it. 
is All the right. husband was just a smart ass. Wasn't that what we were told, Greg? Yeah, he was just, yeah, he was a jackass. He was just trying to put said, something yeah. on there he thought would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So wow. that's it. Speaking of funny, ladies and gentlemen, the Speaking Colonel. What? All right, Colonel. Yeah. Where are we All going right. next, sir? Here we go. Well, you know, Amazon Alexa mm-hmm. is being taught mm-hmm. to speak in your dead relative's voice. Uh-huh. What? Nathan okay. Kamal reports that Amazon is one of the biggest companies in the world and has interest in basically every aspect of human life at this point. And in one of its more bizarre and creepy moves, Amazon has announced it is developing technology to enable its Alexa devices to be able to imitate the voices of, get this, deceased people. Uh, yep. Nope, nope. Mm-mm. Okay. More specifically, Eric, more specifically, Alexa devices are expected to be able to listen to human voices and use artificial intelligent intelligence to flawlessly <laughs> imitate. It's funny that you uh, messed up that word. You know that, right? I know. Yeah, I okay. know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the company right. is really promoting the idea that consumers would like to hear dead people talk at them through their virtual assistants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 The plans for this new developing tech were unveiled at Amazon's Machine Learning Automation Robots and Space Conference with the idea being directly promoted that this was a this was a way for Alexa to make memories last yeah, in a creepy and odd way. You are so racist mm-hmm. to ghosts. Yeah, so I racist. Wow. I know. Just let them be, gotta, man. I got to stop ghosts that. Ghosts are a race of people, are they? They could They're be the, the yeah. undead or the dead. That wow. is the race. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm just a right to afterlifer, yeah. so ignore me. Yeah. That was on that uh, survey uh, right below. Yeah. The racist part. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The plans well. for this. Yep. The technology is. <laughs> I don't know. Greg, I don't know, Greg, Greg. it's just. I don't when know, when it comes to the colonel, it's best just to nod and smile. <laughs> well, well, Greg will throw out stuff like, hey, man. <laughs> and I just don't understand. Those I'm, things I'm mean confused. things to Greg. They do somehow. <laughs> hey, Marty, mm-hmm. he's just speaking the language of his people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. go on, Marty. Going on. The technology is being developed by Amazon so that Alexa can use AI to imitate the voice of an individual after listening to it for about a minute. Reportedly, Amazon Alexa team senior vice president Rohit Prasad played a video of a child asking the device, can grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? At which point the virtual assistant switches voices to an elderly woman and begins reading the classic children's book. Perhaps the most bizarre aspect of Amazon developing the technology for Alexa to speak in the voice of the dead. It can be speculated that Amazon might be promoting this particular aspect of Alexa as a way to tug at the heartstrings of consumers as a marketing technique. If not, it could raise questions about the abilities of Alexa being used to deep fake voices or replicate the voices of individuals in case a large entertainment content company's company wants to say flawlessly imitate the voice of a deceased actor in a new project. Mm. Mm. Amazon, yeah. Or maybe yeah. have your president say something he didn't say or an actor mm, or somebody right, you disagree right. with. Yeah. yeah. 
Amazon did not reveal how far along the development of this new dead voice Alexa feature might be or when they plan to unroll it, but things could start getting a whole lot more creepy soon. You know, yeah. this no. kind of reminds me of all that, the, like they bring those actors back up uh, that have been dead mm, for like 10 years. Yeah. 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 See, yeah. I, this is what I will say. I am psyched about it because I would be okay with this. Think about this right now. All right. Everybody just put yourself in this headspace. Think of somebody you love that you've lost. Now, I want you to think of somebody like um, Humphrey Bogart. I bet you can think of what his voice sounds like. Maybe Jim Carrey. You could think of what Jim Carrey's voice sounds like. We haven't lost How about, uh, yeah, how about, uh, um, Greg? You know, Ernest from, remember? Hi, Vern. Remember? He was on the picture these. Yeah, you could picture those voices in your head, but I can't remember my mom's voice. She raised me. For 50 years, I heard her and spoke to her almost daily, but I can't hear that voice. So to me, I think it would be a comfort. I, you know, I've got a couple of recordings of my mom. If all it needs is a one-minute sample, and we could theoretically talk to our dead loved ones, for people that are grieving, it may be a healthy process. You know, I mean, there's unhealthy to all things. You know, even psychics say people get too addicted to coming to them, but... I don't know. I think it might bring me some peace and solace to hear, you know, I'd, I'd love to set the alarm to my mom's voice telling me to wake up every morning like when I was a kid, you know? David, David, get up. It's time to go to school. Right? I'd just yeah, love that... to hear that coming back. Or having my, my mom read a story to my grandchildren. So I, I think there's some interesting technology to that. Now, taking it on to the other side with the entertainment value, I'm all for doing a deep fake. I would love to see a movie like, um, I, I've mentioned this before, like The Godfather, redone with Jimmy Cagney, uh, James, uh, James uh, Jim Robinson, what is it? Uh, I can't think of his name. James uh, Edward G. Robinson. Edward G. Robinson. Right? James uh, Earl Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones even. Throw him in. <laughs> you throw it'd him be in great there. to see like all the classic <laughs> gangsters. And then you've got all of that audio that you could fit in and then have them read the scripts. It would be interesting to see a movie remade with, with classic characters and, and do these things. I just think it'd be cool to, to examine that aspect of it. So that's my take on it. And boy, that'd be cheap entertainment. I would think they could, they could do that pretty easily. Um, So so let me ask you a question, Dave. Why mm -hmm, do you think, why do you think you don't remember your mother's voice? That's very interesting to me. I, I, here, I've got another knowledge bomb to drop on you in a second, but I don't know. Okay, think of somebody that you all love that, that's gone. Can you remember their voice right now? Marty? Um, I have trouble remembering my father's voice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and he, he raised you. He was part of your life. Right. Eric, how about you? I mean, if you think about somebody that, that's passed. Yeah, so I was just thinking, right? So... For someone who has passed, if you have videos of them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you probably have a better chance of remembering that voice because you can play those videos back. So, like, the, the oldest person that ever passed away in my life would be my grandfather. And I have mm-hmm. videos of him that I watch from time to time, so I can still hear his voice. But, you know, Marty, you make a good point. Do you have any videos with your father? No, uh, really. No, I don't, really. Yeah, so, so that yeah, might be a reason that, why. there's there's nobody that has passed that i know that i don't remember their voice but it's probably because i'm so much younger than the rest of you that i have wow ah 
Right. I think the word I you were looking for it. is drunker than the rest oh, of us. Right. Drunker. So I hear voices uh, and I yeah. think it's yeah. theirs. But yeah. There you go. I just hear right, over so and over what my grandpappy used to say. Get out of the bathroom and give somebody else a chance. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's, that's deep. <laughs> that is deep. See, I, I can't I can't remember I can't remember my mom's voice. Now I can I've got snippets of her from being on my radio uh, show and I play it back, but I hear it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my mom. I a week later, it's gone. But I can I can remember other voices, musicians' voices, actors' voices, things like that. And it's just like, wow, why can't I why can't I recall that? So it's very strange to me. So that's why yeah. I said it would be a comfort to me. All right, before we move on to our next story, let me drop one one other weird bomb to you. Think about your dreams. Uh-oh. Think about your dreams. There we go. The good ones are the how many ones? of you, how many of you ever remember having a cell phone in your dream? Never. Never. It's something we can't live without. It's something we carry with us. And you you dream there are cars, there's bars, there's friends, there's sex, there's animals. Sometimes hey. sex with animals. I'm not here what? to judge. Uh, oh, what? Uh, what? I, I'm not saying it's from any of us. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but from a but, listener oh. photo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what I would say is why something that's so integral in our lives, why don't we ever have the cell phone? pop up in our dreams so what made you think of that Dave? just the fact that you had never had it yourself and you talked to other people who felt the same way um yeah i've I've, (laughs) matt johnson wants me to take a drink too late for that never yeah i it just it's just something that yeah we started talking about it yeah old tabitha brings up a point old school phones i remember seeing some of the old school phones in my dream and i even remember taking a call on the one hanging on the wall but i never have a cell phone with me It's something that's so ingrained in who we are daily. How can it not be a part of our our dream? That is very odd. I never thought about that. But that is is actually from a guy. uh, I studied dreams when I was doing uh, psychology. And mm -hmm. that's very interesting. Sleeping in class does not count, Greg. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Marty throws you under the bus. All right, Greg, (laughs) you're back. You're back on location. Where are we, sir? Oh yeah, we're at um, we're at. Uh, what well, actually, we're not ready for that story. Uh, I was going to yeah, say, you've yeah, got, you're not, not ready for that story. story. God, yeah. Read right, the teleprompter, right, Dave. Back. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Wow. Sorry. All right. So where are we going here, Gregory? <laughs> where are we? Going? You know, we're going to go to Jack's Craft Ale House, right? So paranormal. No, no we're not. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Right. No, you're at the uh, uh, you're at the other Amazon Alexa story. Let's oh, let's wow. get to it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Amazon Alexa story. All right. Yeah. We must yeah. all leave Earth. Man shares video of his Amazon Alexa chanting odd message at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, the debate about technology taking over human life remains a controversial subject among many people, and Amazon's Alexa technology is no exception. In fact, it might be at the top of the list after one man's shared a a video of how his Amazon Alexa woke him up in the middle of the night. His Amazon Echo Dot randomly spoke up in the middle of the night, which can be seen only as creepy. We are. It says, are you awake? Wake up. Wake up. It started before continuing to say, 
It's time. Prepare. We must all leave Earth. Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's right. Ready? Heaven's gate. Here we go. Alexa, repeat. You don't have any notifications. Alexa, repeat last comment. You don't have any notifications. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, freaky. That's odd. And what it was can. saying is really odd. You can say repeat, and it will repeat what you last uh, ask it, and it responded. So, that's in my very, last very house, I my daughter was gone to her mother's for the weekend, and I was coming up the stairs, and I heard talking coming from her room, and I stood there, and I could hear this male voice speaking, and I grabbed the doorknob and threw open the door, and the you know how your Alexa has that color ring on the top, it was spinning as though it was communicating, and all of a sudden it stopped. And there was no talking as soon as I entered the room. And then I said, Alexa, repeat. And we've now used that word so many times tonight. I don't know how many people's devices are going off like crazy. And I kept getting that same thing. There are nothing to repeat. There is no other. I go, repeat your last comment. Repeat the last comment. There is nothing to repeat. And I heard a male voice talking in my daughter's room. That is weird. She no, wasn't home. No. And a lot of people, that's enough. They've thrown their their uh, Alexas out. Now you could also yeah. you could also tell you could tell people, and I did this once because my daughter was getting on my nerves. I went into her room and I said, Alexa, set alarm for 3 a.m. to the sound of children crying. <laughs> and <laughs> so at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, right? That is awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. She walks around in those Let's Summon Demon t-shirts. I think it's only fair. It works, she gets yeah. a little of what she's asking for. Yeah. 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 So, was you're, that you're, it? Uh, was that, that all you really had on that one, Greg? Oh, you know, it's a little bit more there. That was, but, that uh, was you, you pretty much covered That's it. That's enough. Yeah, yep. got it. Oh, covered it good. with that video. That, that video is weird. I'll tell yeah. you what, folks. If you have had a weird story like that with your Alexa, I want to know about it. Put it in the comments on today's program. Let us know what your thoughts are on that. If you're watching the YouTube live video, tell us your weird Alexa moment and what it said. If you have video of it doing it, email it to Dave at Paranormal60.com. Com. That's hey, Dave, Dave at paranormal60.com. Dave, yes, I'm wondering, Colonel. maybe they should just yes, send, send their haunted Alexis yeah. to you, and uh, you can have a hey. them. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right next to the no. dolls? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what would be great is set that there, and then just ask the dolls to speak with it. But I, we've had, people have told me some very strange things that have occurred, and songs that start playing out of the blue off of the Alexa without anybody asking for it. So it's, it's, I don't know. Messed it is up. what it is. That yeah. Is but now you know why we played the back from the dead song by Lily E gray, because I thought it tied in good with the return of the dead through Alexa and these other strange things, by the way, let me just say this. Alexa set alerts to new episodes of the paranormal 60 podcast. That was good. That there you go, good. folks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you guys know, for any of you that are watching this, if you ask your device and just say, you know, 
that and ask it to play the newest episode of the paranormal 60 it will most of them will fire off because it's got some kind of deal in there and we are on everything from google um google uh, uh podcasts to itunes and um we're in the audible store we're for free we're in all the places you can listen to podcasts so let's go we've got to wrap it up uh we're already at two minutes over over budget wow, and i know the colonel gets gets cranky at this time of night uh yep colonel you, you have the con sir where are we going next well dave you know apparently nasa has seen a rocket crashing into the moon and leaving a baffling double crater hmm. a, a mystery rocket body crashed into the moon and left a double crater which is an even bigger mystery to scientists that means it wasn't your average rocket nasa reported in a june 24th news release so far, none of Earth's space exploring exploring nations have taken credit yeah. or blame for the crash. Drink, drink. I know. Gosh. You know what's funny? Before the show, Greg's like, oh, yeah, well, before you guys send me off to my next location and berate and pick on me. And so far, Greg's been all over the colonel tonight. Have you noticed that? Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's yep. not true, man. I, mm -hmm. I love Marty. Mm -hmm. Lardy? <laughs> I love, I love you, Lardy. I love you, Lardy. in Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Lardy. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. So these NASA ast astronomers spotted the rocket. Wait, on wait. NASA asked astronomers. <laughs> Damn, NASA <laughs> asked astronomers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> those damn NASA ass astronomers. Marty's oh, talking about a bottle. Astronomers. I, hate I don't astronomers know. Well, when with. did they become NASA assed? NASA ass. <laughs> That's some NASA ass I smelled over there. <laughs> yeah. Can I just go down uh, the last paragraph on this thing? And just wrap it up. I think That's we got all like that. Well, it's your anyway. story, Marty. Okay. Yeah. So apparently. A rocket on a collision course with the moon last year was spotted and was waiting, and NASA was waiting to see what might happen. And it hit March the 4th and apparently put on quite a show. Surprisingly, wow. the crater, yeah, the, the crater is actually two craters, an eastern mm -hmm. crater, 18 meter diameter, <laughs> about 19.5 yards. Mm -hmm. Superimposed on a western crater, 16 mm -hmm. meter diameter, about 17.5 sure. yards, NASA reported. Sure. Mm -hmm. The double crater was unexpected. That's kind of wrong. Because Always is. In the yep. first part of the report, it said they were expecting it. No other rocket body impacts on the moon created double craters. At least 47 NASA rocket bodies have created spacecraft impacts on the moon, according to a 2016 data from Arizona State University. NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter spotted the double crater site near the Hertzsprung Crater, a complex impact crater on the far side of the moon. Uh, the double crater may indicate the rocket had large masses at each end, which is not the norm, NASA says. Spent rockets typically have a heavy motor at one end and a lighter empty fuel tank at the other, scientists say. So what was the additional heavy mass? NASA didn't offer guesses. Since the origin of the rocket body remains uncertain, the double nature of the crater may indicate its identity, NASA says. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. 
I would just like to uh, mention uh, Jeff Crossno said, you know, everyone loves Party Marty. And that is true. <laughs> hey, yeah, that is true. I always like hey, guys, Cross. I, I mentioned up front, I'm sorry, we got to get to this because we're running out of time. All but right. um, we had a chance uh, to sit down and talk with Matt Ryan from TV's Constantine and Legends of Tomorrow. And as advertised, we've got some interesting audio and a story for you uh, to hear a little bit about his experiences on the set of this program. So without further ado, let's talk to Matt Ryan. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for showing up. Oh, so much. Nice. Pleasure to have you here. I'm just, you know, curious. Let's, let's get started. So we were just talking about the paranormal, and you've been uh, doing this for quite a while now. Yeah. John Constantine. Do you, have you ever had a paranormal experience yourself? Um, uh, um, no, the closest thing to any kind of paranormal experience I've had was we were shooting a scene in Atlanta in a mausoleum and, uh, and it was the middle of the night because they always like to do night shoots in Constantine uh, and that one of the ADs came over and it's a big graveyard and she came over and she's like, you never guess, there's a gravestone with Constantine written on it and it's in the same font as we use in the show. And I was like, yeah, right, come on. <laughs> so I, I had a little break while they were turning the cameras around and like I followed her off in the dark, like into this really spooky, spooky graveyard. And, uh, and there it was, there was a gravestone with Constantine written on it. And then several other gravestones with uh, different, uh, obviously a family of Constantines. And it looked a really similar font to the one we used on the show. And that kind of like freaked me out. I mean, we kind of, well, we took a photo next to it, which I felt quite bad at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this, great, um, there's this great comic book cover of Constantine sitting next to a gravestone smoking a cigarette with like demon's arms coming out. So I, I tried to kind of like recreate that. And then after that, like, I was just like, let's, let's get out of here, you know? We ran as fast as we could back because it was just a little bit spooky, you know? It was kind of almost synergetic the way that that kind of happened, you know? Yeah. Do people ever come up to you, forgetting that you're, you're just playing a character and ask for advice on the paranormal? I, uh, some, sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes. And people say like, uh, can you do like a protection spell on me? And I'm like, I can't remember, <laughs> sometimes I can't remember the spells and you do so many of them in different languages. You know, like, I don't want to get it wrong or like a curse on you or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll just leave that to the, uh, to, to the, to the, to, to the work, you know? You had mentioned at, at one of the other conventions we were at that, uh, a lot of the spells and a lot of the incantations are legitimate incantations that they've given you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on Constantine, we had a uh, we had a, a consultant who was a real exorcist, and he um, and he was consulting with all the writers. And then uh, there was one time I I called the writers' room and I was like, guys, I I don't really understand you know, why he's using this kind of spell. And I would always have like the translations, the phonetic breakdowns and a recording of the spells. And sometimes they would actually send a language coach. You know, if it was Latin, I got, I got to grips with the Latin and I'd done a lot of Shakespeare. So I'd, I'd like done a little bit of Latin there. But then sometimes it was Arabic, Aramaic, like all these languages that take a long time to just learn to pronounce right, let alone remember and know what you're saying, you know? So they would send like a language coach or something to help me out. And there was one time I called the writer's room. I was like, guys, why is he using this particular spell? Because the translation kind of doesn't really go with the story. And they were like, that's interesting. Let us call the exorcist. 
And they couldn't get a hold of him because he was in Brazil somewhere doing an exorcism. <laughs> exorcism. And I just found it like, I, I love that the fact, the detail of the, the, the writers were really going there, you know. But also, it was a little bit freaky as well because, you know, you're saying these words. And, and back in the day, you know, words meant something. Uh, as soon as words came out of your mouth, mouth and you gave weight to those words, then then they meant something. And, you know, if I'm doing these curses or cursing myself, there's one episode I put a demon in myself. The demon Pazuzu, who is actually the demon that was used in the film, The Exorcist. And I'm like doing these real spells, trying to put this demon in me, and I'm like, this is like, you know, and I'm like, I'm really trying to mean it as well, to make it as authentic as possible. And I'm really trying to go there. And there's a little bit of me that was a bit freaked out with it. But what was great is the guy who used to do the hair, he was uh, a Native American Indian. And he used to bless me and sage me at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. And I don't know whether that helped, but uh, <laughs> I hope it did. I'm still, still here. Let's find out. The power of Christ compels you! <laughs> now, when you're calling in a demon, was that the one time maybe you didn't learn the incantation exactly right? Sometimes you you know you do a take and, and it's a and it's a you know really difficult language and then you know it's not just about learning what uh, learning the, the the language and the pronunciation but then you've got to actually do something with it you know actually really try and summon it up and sometimes you get it wrong like you get your lines wrong and stuff and then sometimes they might have used that particular take in the in the, in the uh, you know in the actual final cut and I'd be a little bit annoyed with that sometimes because I always wanted to try and get it as right as possible you know um, but yeah no sometimes I did feel a little you know uh, uh, freaked out by, by some of that stuff and when I first started doing Constantine I decided that my mission was to read every single one of the comic books uh, I still haven't read them all um, but, but I wanted to kind of, I felt like I needed to read them all before I could even take the role on, you know, because it's such an iconic role and I wanted to glean as much as I could from the comic book. So I, I read about like a hundred of them and then uh, while we were shooting, I was reading a comic book, uh, I was reading the comics every night before I went to bed. And this is, mind you, after you've shot for like 14, 15 hours, you get home and then, you know, my, my reading to go to bed would be... You know, a really dark, twisted demon comic. And I started to have like, nightmares quite a lot, and I dream, dream about these demons, and I was like, I have to stop, because it's not healthy, you know? Um, so I kind of stopped reading the comics then, and just trying to concentrate on the job. And then, uh, when we got cancelled, I, I, I fell in love with the comics, I really did. And I wanted to continue reading them, but I was so disappointed that the show was cancelled, that I, I, I just couldn't read them, with knowing that I wasn't going to be playing the character anymore. And then when we did uh, Legends of Tomorrow, I started picking them up again, and I went back and I started at the beginning, and, and I think I've read about 270 of them now, and, um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm still reading them now, which is, which is great, but I don't read them before I go to bed. <laughs> so Matt Ryan from Constantine and TV's uh, Legends of Tomorrow, you can find ways to watch both. They're great shows, very good shows, and Matt Ryan is one of the nicest, most down-to-earth guys. And I got to have my one big cool celebrity moment with my pals who were there with me at New Orleans uh, uh, Wizard World. You remember that? As I As we're talking, yeah, yeah. and we're just we're just standing in the aisle. Matt Ryan comes walking around the corner, and he sees me. And what does he do, Eric? I think he tongue kissed you. <laughs> he 
he did not. But he came over. He's like, Dave. And he came over and gave me a big hug. Are you my guy today? Are we talking? And and we did. And we went up and had a, a great conversation. So a lot of fun at those conferences and uh, conventions. And uh, just such a good guy. Very good guy. Was it, was it Mads Mickelson who tongue-kissed you? <laughs> yes, it was okay. Mads I, I knew somebody or, did. I couldn't remember who. Or, there was or as I like to call him, Hannibal. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get to it. Our our final stories are here, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Eric, you have the con, sir. You cease the floor to me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Haunted people syndrome. Anybody know that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah, that is thirty-two times you've shown that picture. I did. <laughs> Get my money out of it. <laughs> there you go. All right, here we go, folks. Last last one of the night. Many choose to believe these ghostly apparitions are sent to them for a reason. Restless souls trying to find closure while others are hell-bent on causing terror. Our fascination with hauntings has spawned countless TV shows and movies feeding our morbid obsession with the afterlife. But what if it's all just truly in our minds? A recent study published in my Bible, Spirituality and Clinical Practice, may have Mm -hmm. touched on the phenomenon on a more tangible do, do, level. Do, do, do. That's mm. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Five-year mm. research study has resulted in mm. a new book called Ghosted. After the study, authors went through 20 peer-reviewed research papers. The findings of the study have been have even coined a new term for hauntings and ghostly experiences, which they call haunted people syndrome. Haunting phenomena are complex intertwined phenomena involving personality ideology, Mm -hmm. culture, and previous experience Mm -hmm. towards making sense of an event or series of events deemed Mm -hmm. haunting. Mm -hmm. The study's primary goal was to use research to build a better understanding of hauntings and related paranormal phenomena. Thank you. I love when you guys do that. I can't help it. It Only Dave really does it, but ingrained, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can help it. When you're drinking, it sounds like nine people doing it. (laughs) The study's primary goal was to use research to build a better understanding of hauntings and related paranormal phenomenon. Research collaborators pulled the publication. (laughs) (laughs) What they proposed was four core features of haunted people syndrome. Okay. I want you guys to figure out how many of these four you have. Here we go. Okay. All right. Okay. The meaning (laughs) or making or narrative created around haunting experiences is like this one? Yeah. <laughs> this is a haunting experience. Yeah. That's pretty damn haunting. Yeah. People who are listening to the podcast just aren't, you know. I'm going to get double right. story of the night, aren't I? Yeah. No. no put, not, Eric, not, push through. Not, push through, Eric. Yeah, push through. Go. Yeah. I've heard that a thousand times. Do it. Okay. Um, anxiety and distress regarding hauntings are a function of the nature, closeness, and spontaneity of Analu. Oh man, and I'm empty. <laughs> you know, I read over this like six times, and I still don't know what that word means. But you read it when you were sober. Anomalous experiences. Distress yeah. and unease make anomalous mm-hmm. experiences more likely to occur. And mm-hmm. anomalous experiences tend to be contagious, i.e., mm. anomalous experiences can be spread to others. Haunted people syndrome could also be tied into ghost sickness. Reported symptoms include general weakness, loss of appetite, suffocation feelings, recurring nightmares, 
and a feeling of terror. Isn't that COVID? Mm. Yeah. She has a feeling of terror. Nightmares. Mm -hmm. Touching on symptoms of hauntings, they said, just like symptoms of the flu, the severity of the diagnosis is a function of the degree and rarity of symptoms and their length. So length does matter. It does. Interesting. Look at him. He's holding back so hard. Congratulations. Well done. All right. Our final story is on site at a haunted tavern. Yeah. The the paranormal detective himself. You have the floor yielded to you, sir. Where are we for this final tale? Jack's Craft Ale House. All right. Paranormal investigator claims the sexiest ghost she has ever seen flirted with her at a bar. They did, mm-hmm. yeah. The sexiest spirit she had ever seen, according to Ghost Hunter, flirted with her at a very, very ancient pub, giving her a little tickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the popular <laughs> Redford Ghost Hunters Rachel Parsons claims she was startled by a handsome man who tried to to, to seduce her. Uh, Jeez, a sip. To Those are the good. simplest words. Ugh. That doubled up on the two. I feel so much better about myself. So here I go. I'm pushing. Here I go. Next week, I'm going to put the bottle next next to me. The 50-year-old was struck by the attractiveness of an unsettling resident as she and her colleagues were conducting research at the location that is known as Jack's Craft Ale House and Diner in Flockton, West Yorkshire. Yeah. Or if you're in the United States, Yorkshire. All right. The entire encounter is, mm-hmm. as is customary for Rachel's ghoul getters was live streamed on their Facebook for their fans. And she can be seen growing enthused about the company's presence. Yes. yes. Why, why are you getting all like 900 uh, sex phone operator voice on that? Yeah, really? Come on. Really? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch this thing. When, when, d- when Greg speaks, I grow enthused as well. There we go. <laughs> oh. That's wow. in, no, I'm never mind. All right. Uh, so we've had some flirty spirits, she remarked. We went to a very, very ancient tavern, and I've had a feeling about this guy who, to be fair, was a gorgeous man with a ruffled shirt. He had what we would call a word bank so that spirits could manipulate it and spell out words. I can't believe I'm saying this, she admits. All right. It's called an. Alex Bo- Alice Box. And Jesus, you can't even shut up. <laughs> the word is Alice. How hard is that one? It's an Alex Box. Ajax Box. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you let him stand outside a pub. He's drinking between He's been scenes. Drinking oh, all my God. Uh, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Just like here. his people. Just oh, like his yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, next, uh, next paranormal 60 news. I might be the man with the bucket. Um, it's called an Alice box and the words that are flowing out. Rachel said the others all said, wow, never seen anything like this as the seductive words were exchanged one after another. That's right. He was obviously talking to me, she said, and it was rather amusing. I believe he thought. I'll have this buxom winch. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Rachel said in the video. Rachel heard uh, is heard telling her coworkers, "I'll tell you something right now. I've never seen a ghost as attractive as this one." 
He's black and handsome and extremely gorgeous and rather sensual. He has a he has gorgeous dark hair. But do you know what uh, he just said to me? You're going to chuckle. She says, hi, winch. I believe he finds me a little bit sexy. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So admitting to having a tickle and feeling giddy, Rachel sat down at the bar and immediately saw a wanderer dozing on the bench next to her 200 years ago. Dumbest news of the day. Congratulations, tick, tick, Greg. Tick, tick, boom. Congratulations. Boom. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for once. And, that, and you were up against this story. Yeah. You're up yeah. against that story. Man, that and, is saying uh, a lot. Wow. And the that paranormal is. 6030. That's correct. All right. That is it for this evening. Hard to believe it's come to an end, but it has. I will be back again next week, and the Supernatural News team will be with me as we report on all the stories that we believe you need to hear, even the occasional dumb one. So I want to thank you for Eric Folsom, Mr. Martin Vaez, and Gregory Lawson. I'm your host, Dave Schrader, and thank you for being a part of our world. We'll be back again soon, and make sure to check out my website, darknessevents.com. Find a place you can come see me and hang out, especially for our Hell in the Cell Joliet State Prison event coming up the first weekend in August. Shane Pittman, myself, Chris Fleming, will all be a part of that. Tickets are on sale right now. We'll see you then. Paranormal 60 News is a Words is Hard production.